This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. So we were just discussing ancient war techniques and uh, man, some fucking brutal people out there in the world. There are, man. There are. I think any one of us could be that brutal. Of course. When you say that brutal, who are you talking about specifically? Hitler? No, I just mean like uh, like what you were just saying, Chris, about the, we, we were in, uh, we toured uh, London or whatever, we toured Great Britain before and Went to the Great Britain War Museum. Yeah, Imperial War Museum. Imperial War Museum. And had displays of different trench knives. Trench knives. Which is uh, my favorite Queensway song. That was a song called Trench Knife? Yes. It's a dope song. It's hard. (laughs) Interesting. um, they uh yeah they had this different displays of trench knives and Chris was just describing one that he remembers and like just to to think of building that weapon is <laughs> you got to be sick in the head oh, man oh yeah just to design it you got to be like oh man so I could stab him in the face with this and then slice his throat with this and then you know yeah. punches punches skull to smithereens with this part they're of it. all they're all vaguely medieval looking. Which is even more disturbing, like you know, you're right outside of that time. That's why, right? You're like nah, you're not like it's not like modern weaponry yet, but almost, right? You, yeah, you're, it's still people like in the I guess it would be like a Napoleonic kind of mindset. I bet like in World movie. War One, it was dudes walking around with a mace, probably. And I the bet. trenches, like you think about yeah. cannonballs. Cannonballs were not even that. That long before yeah. that that time period, just a regular not rolling cannonball. Yeah, you're going fifty years. But do you remember that? Uh, I guess what would you call it, display of the trench? Like when you, they made it seem like they had the noises going, they had smoke going. Yeah, yeah. miserable, miserable. That was really cool, though, man. They had that place set up so cool. <clears throat> yeah, that was crazy, man. Yo, I, you know what? That just reminded me. I have a really good. Uh, question from somebody. I don't. Oh. You guys want to get right into it, or well, should we jump right in? Talking this about? one fits with what we're talking about, sort of. Um, go let's ahead, see here. Go ahead. Who do you got? So we compiled a, a nice little list of uh, questions over the last couple of weeks, but this one's from um, Tom Cops again, our old pal from Chicago. He seems to be a regular writing Shut into down. us. He wrote a really cool, uh, cool scenario. Oh. Uh, he just finished reading a book called Think and Grow by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And this guy describes he he created a council of imaginary counselors and mentors. And if he runs up against a problem in his life, he has like a, a panel in his brain of like certain smart people that he respects. And he says, OK, book? yeah, it's just like a, a mental exercise this okay. guy goes through where he he brings his problem to this imaginary panel of uh, yeah. of counselors. So he had people, this guy, uh, Napoleon Hill, has like uh, Thomas Edison, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Henry Ford, mm-hmm. Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie, Andrew and Carnegie. Napoleon. So he says, if we were to set up a war council, that's mm. what reminded me of this question. Oh, war council. The, 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 the uh, subject said war council. That's a like, hard name. That's dope. 
So if you guys were to set up a war council, who would be on yours? Um, he describes his war council. Mm, wow. <laughs> this is a good war council. This is funny. Chris's war council is going to be awesome. Yeah, right? Chris is going to be the best one. So this is <laughs> this is Tom Cop's war council. This is funny. Kevin Gill. You the know Kevin podcaster. Gill from the podcast, yeah. the Juggalo okay. and Wrestling and right. Hardcore podcast. Kevin Gill. Yeah. Toby Morse. Well, he's got a very peaceful, kind, <laughs> yeah. nice war council so that far. That brings Toby Morris is like the he, the the one who will cool off the the war. Kevin the, Gill the too, heads. though, no. Uh, I don't know. Kevin Gill likes he's like some violence. Well, man. he likes like imaginary violence, like WWE violence. Yeah, but you get him in a real war war room, he might get a little. I don't All know. right, go ahead. You got two. Uh, Bruce Lee. That's an interesting one. <laughs> okay, I'm right. The Rock. Okay. And Nelson Mandela. Ah, he's whatever country he represents is going to get taken over and enslaved yeah, in two he's seconds he'll with lay that it, war he'll lay right down. He'll lay right yeah. down. Uh, the advice is going to be like, don't do anything back. <laughs> Who else is on your war council? Gandhi? But that's pretty cool, though, man. It's a good, it's a cool <laughs> mental exercise. I like the way no, your head's very, at, Tom. Very, yeah, Thanks very for much. the question, bro. Appreciate but what it. is he thinking, though? Like, is he thinking, he's not thinking in terms of defending himself I don't with think that war council. No, I, I don't think this is a question oh, of not actual just war. war. Okay, just advice. I think it's more, yeah, advice. Oh, okay. okay. Personal oh, advice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But while we're talking about war, let's put together a real war council. Yeah. There we go. All right, maybe you have two for him. For every uh, war guy, you got also a personal advice guy. Yeah, because you have to have balance. You can't just have all people yes. who love war. You got to have somebody who to talk reason. You know, there's got to be some kind of balance. Yeah, balance. Do you ever do that thing in front of you when I say, Life is all about balance, and then I balance something on my finger. No, well, I always I always do that at, oh, at work. Where I do it with shovels. Yeah, I say because I, I could balance a shovel on my finger really good. So I say life is all about balance, and I always do it. And be like, oh, let me try, and it can never. You know, they're all over the place, and I could do, I do it, and then I hold my breath and go, <gasps> and I got like still, right? And then I, but anyway, I did it again. <laughs> Maybe like a month ago, I was like, life is all about balance, and I did it, and when I went, oh, it fell. In- <laughs> It hit a, he had a hard head on, but it hit the dude right in the, <laughs> right in the head. He was Irish. He said, what the fuck kind of balance is that, you bollocks? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, never thought, I can't believe I never did that with you guys. All right, we're talking about balance. All right, now, All back, right back so the war council. War council. Let's put together a war council. Okay. Let's, Chris, let's go with the original scenario we thought he was talking about. And an actual, Chris, you're in charge of a nation. Who was on your war council? And I could have anybody from any time yes. in history. Oh, of course. I want Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, Ooh, tight. Wow. I thought you were going to go farther. Oh, my, I, I, I bet he will. I bet he's doing I'm going to. I want the Emperor Heraclius with me. Wow. Uh, who is I, he? We, we Heraclius know was the late Roman emperor, and he reconquered back the eastern provinces. He was a Roman? He was a Roman. Okay. I thought you so had a Persian guy. Heraclius... No, who was his biggest enemy? Was it at that point? It would it Syrians. Would, it would have been the uh, the Persians. Persians. Iran, the Persians day Iran. Okay, I definitely want him on there. I want the next Roman emperor to be Aurelian, who campaigned from you know the Danube to Africa to the Middle East. Is Aurelian Aurelius? Or is that no, a different guy? No, it's okay. a, di- a different different guy. That's why I'm actually they, they call him, his, nick, his nickname was Aurelian Sword in Hand because he was always Sword ready with hand. the mobile field armies of the Roman Empire. That's what you want on a war yeah. council. And that's what you want on a war council. Yeah. I would want Julius Caesar, one of the greatest tactical minds of all times. Oh. Alexander the Great. Oh. Wow. <laughs> right? Damn. My war council is going to suck. 
And I say, we, and on there we could put on Ptolemy, who was one of his res- most respected generals. Maybe even Alexander's father, Philip. Philip, the not so great. Philip, Philip of Macedon. And then I would also Philip put, of Macedon. What's he play in that band? <laughs> and then I would want uh, FDR on there too. Ah. FDR, FDR ah. for social, for wisdom, for wisdom, and then to rebuild as you take these territories and how to organize them in the correct way. And it's so, cool to have a guy in like a wheelchair too. So I'm That's surprised cool. how he gives Eisenhower and. FDR props that he puts them in a league with those other dudes. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But I guess World War Two, they they were involved with that's yeah. a big deal. So, yeah, we don't look at it like that. But yeah, I mean, and, I, and 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 I guess you could you know you could Napoleon obviously you know what I'm saying. But those would be my though. my main main people. So I'd that's want for your around. nation. Now, how my about nation. for your personal life? Uh, Marcus Aurelius. Ah, I took mine. Definitely Marcus Aurelius. I'd want Seneca. Ah, uh, the great Iroquois leader. Not the guy that... Uh, the Roman, fought. the Roman, the Roman, oh. the Roman. Oh, okay, sorry, the Roman sorry. Dude. wrong Seneca. I'd want uh, also, you'd want Aristotle. I got beat up by a kid named Seneca. That's what I thought, the guy that you fought. Aristotle you'd want, <laughs> definitely on there, I think. Aristotle, Seneca, Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius, definitely. One more, because you'll go all day. Uh, one more, one more. This is your personal life now. I, I know, it's, it's just these guys you could confer with. And I would have to say Demosthenes, who was a Greek Greek orator who, who hmm. wrote things against uh, tyranny. Wow, Demosthenes, Demosthenes. I never heard of that guy. Wow. Yeah, you definitely want those dudes around. Wow. he knows a lot of stuff. Right? I know, man. Like, I feel like my answer is going to be so inaccurate. <laughs> uh, I'd like my uncle uh, Phil because uh, that's going to suck. He taught me how to punch in the backyard yeah. for your nation, Joe. My nation. Now, this is for war council. This, this is, is not for like yeah. leading a prosperous nation. This is war. This okay? is, yeah, so, you have guys in your thing for, for that stuff. But yeah. this, now, you've let's say you, you're under the, your nation has been attacked. This is your war council. My war council. I want my top guy is going to be Genghis Khan. Mm, or Genghis. Genghis J. Khan. I think that's a strong choice. That's a strong Genghis choice. Yeah. He's my top guy. Uh, my second in command, I think I would go with a guy like uh, maybe like a Hannibal, not Burris. Sh- strong, str- strong choice. Especially if you got to fight on an elephant. Yeah, Hannibal. I think outside the box kind of a guy. For real, never quit kind of a guy. Mm. I like his fighting spirit. I think in charge of training the men to be hard men. I'm going to go with John Wayne Parr. Who's that? I know that name. He's a kickboxer from Australia. Uh, he, w- he moved to Thailand and became a great champion of, of uh, Thailand uh-huh. and kickboxing. But I'm going to go with him just for conditioning of the men. He's in charge of making sure our army is ready to go. Is Spartans. Yeah, they got to be badass dudes. Okay. And then um, I think in charge of weaponry and like the you know like they're 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 uh make sure they're outfitted properly you know what i'm saying new new war technologies i would put a guy like oppenheimer who's that i know oh. that name. oppenheimer is the one who yeah he he oh. perfected the atomic bomb yeah oppenheimer oppenheimer see if you said it with the germans so i only got four guys on my war council that's pretty good good council but uh, I want them to just be badass dudes, you yeah. know? And you know who else I'm going to throw on there? Last minute, I'm sorry. No disrespect. I'm putting David Goggins 
David Goggins. David Goggins was just on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, I heard that one. And holy shit, what a crazy story behind yeah. this dude. Three, is, he mental, is he mentally ill, though, that I'm guy? I'm sure I mean, he is. What is wrong I'm with him? I'm sure he is. He's definitely, there's something Ugh. off about him, man. Just to be that driven is like, damn. I don't know if it's even driven at that point. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. Like insanity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's insanity. Imagine trying to live with that guy. I don't think it's. I don't think it's even possible. Now your personal life counselors. Personal life counselors. Okay. I hope we're answering this question properly. But when he said when the subject was war counsel, we figured, yeah, I got you know, excited when yeah. he said war counsel. But so. then when he gave his versions, I'm like, this is definitely not war scenario. People, yeah. Toby Morris. I mean, come on. So for personal life, just because. I'm always in a good mood when I'm around him. I'm putting Hoya Rock. Hoya Rock. As my leader of my personal life war council. He does turn frowns upside down. He just makes me feel good. He makes yeah. me feel happy. He makes me... Uh, so what's one of your personal think, life advice? We think deeply about things. <clears throat> yeah, we, we have long talks. I mm-hmm. want Hoya on my, on my uh, war council. Very good, very good. Uh, another person I would like on my war council would be someone who is... A little softer around the edges uh, mentally, you know what I mean? So I think I would pick, uh, I think I would go with someone like, mm, damn, shit, I'm stalling out here. All right, I'm going to go with my second grade teacher, Mrs. Gherkin. Mrs. Gherkin. Mrs. Gherkin was very smart lady. She was very motivational. She could get kids to do like physical activities that were beyond them. She could get you to run super fast. She could get you to like, she would like inspire you to do great things, even if it was just as a kid. Mrs. Gherkin was really great. There had uh, to be some kind of song made up about Mrs. Gherkin. Mrs. Gherkin? I'm sure there was, but every morning (laughs) she would sing this song that was like heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Oh, jeez. So everyone would stand up and do like this. It was like a oh, like, like a warm yeah. up dance in yeah. the morning and sing head, shoulders, almost, knees, and toes. Almost like a burpee. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, just get you feeling really good first thing in the morning. Like Mrs. Gherkin was great, and I would I would uh, definitely put her on my personal advice uh, panel. Um, another one would be someone who has. I see as a wise person, someone who has uh, great logic. I appreciate this, Joe. Thank you very much. Rich Mancuso is who I was going to pick. Yes. How do I know that? Just by that brief description. (laughs) Tremendous logic. Very solid individual. Always there when you need him. And uh, I would definitely put you on my personal life war council, Richie. He has a Vulcan-like logic. I was kidding. I thought he was joking. No, I'm being serious. You're on my council. Chris, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) You'd want Chris there. just can't understand what he's saying. Chris, you're out. I'm sorry. Chris, you're out. We're taking the family in a new direction. Chris, you're out. That was was (sighs) cold what he did to him, right? Yeah, man. Poor Michael. Well, it came clear later, though, that he needed to be out. What do you mean, Michael? Or uh, not Michael. They uh, did it to the consigliere. Yeah, what's his yeah, name? What was uh, his name? Uh, I forget. Yeah, that was cold. He couldn't believe it. Yeah, what but the Michael fuck is his was name? by the book. Yeah. Hey, he had a plan. Maybe he gets on my war council. <laughs> yeah, <Yo>, that's good. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, Richie. All right, war Actual council war. for my nation. One man. This man, the only man in history to succeed at 
something that should have been unsuccedable. Is that a word? Sure. Captain James T. Kirk. Ooh. Of the USS Enterprise. The one who defeat the Kobayashi Maru scenario. The only person. It's an unwinnable scenario, but he won it. And he won it. And he kept his crew safe through the most serious of dangers throughout the universe. Consistently kept them safe. Great choice. Yeah, James T. Kirk for my war council. Now for my personal home advisors. I'm going to go with one man. Dr. Spock. Wow. 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 See that? Number one, number two. Wow. That's crazy. And that's that. Thank you, cops, for your interesting question. Any good? That was a good question. Any other good questions, or should we go back? What were we talking about anyway? Just get that question. Oh, war. History. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The war museum. Well, if you got more questions, we'll go with them. You know what I mean? I got a bunch right here ready to Because you know what? Yeah, we always get held up, and we always think of that at the end and only get to answer a couple, and we get literally thousands per day, so we really appreciate all the feedback. It's, it's high volume. Sift. It's high volume. It's really hard to sift through. There are some really bad questions that I just yeah. don't even want to yeah. ask. My favorite color. But, uh, Black and blue under your eye. This guy, uh, Worn Out Welcome on Instagram, says, which one, moshing or dancing, fast parts or breakdowns? French fries or hash browns? <laughs> Great. All right, the first one, I Washing go. or dancing? I go dancing 100%. I mean, if he's talking about what I'm talking about, I call moshing dancing. Yeah. All right. It's if all he's dancing. saying, would I rather dance like, like at a nightclub or mosh? I don't know if that's what he means, but if like if. Fast parts or breakdowns? Now, this is different. That's why I don't know if he meant the first one like he did. Like, this is like, what do you prefer? Not what do you call it? Because a breakdown is the slow, heavy part, and eh, it depends on the song. But for the most part, the fast part is uh, is uh, you know an, an intro to the breakdown. So you can't have one without without the others. Peanut butter and jelly, baby. <laughs> French fries or hash browns? French fries all day. Nice, Chris. Moshing or dancing? Ah. Uh. I would say dancing too, because that's what I always called it. Yeah, but is he talking about regular I, dancing or moshing? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, is he saying, know. would you rather regu- like dancing at a wedding well, listen, or moshing? I'm picking dancing no matter what, because I'd rather dance at a wedding or at a nightclub or at a show than mosh any day. You ever dance at a nightclub? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, Richie, remember yeah. that time you took me to a dance club for the first time ever in my life? Where was it? <laughs> Myrtle Beach. Nah, I don't remember. Richie took me to a dance club. And I was like, I just felt stupid. I didn't know what to do. I never danced in like in front of people before. I was like, <laughs> felt stupid. And uh, so I kept sneaking out of the club and like sitting outside and hanging out by myself outside. And then Richie would find me and be like, get back in here. What are you doing? And then, you don't remember that? You was kept, I dancing? Yeah. So I know you don't dance. Do I dance? I didn't yeah. Know that. You were doing all these like funny, weird like <laughs> dances. Like you, you call one like the snake in the basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just get goofy. Did we have that big dude with us that we were pretending was a basketball player? No, that was that was a, a later time. Oh, this was okay, me, yeah. you, and Sean Battle. Oh, all right, all right. Do we rack in a lot of girls or what? Because you know how Rack them up, baby. Rack them up. That's how no, we I do. didn't do nothing. I was like. Lame, but it was fun though, and I I did go back and eventually so, yeah. you started dance dancing. In front of people loosen me up, loosen up. It's fun when dudes are like scared to dance. Like if you don't want to dance, you don't want to. But when you like when you know somebody wants to dance and they won't, it's like loosen up, you weirdo. 
Dancing is the best. Take up uh, a quaalude or something and just dance. It's fun and and a really quaalude. moshing is dancing, man. It's like yeah, it's something that humans do. It's something that you know birds do. It's just like it feels good to move to music. That's true. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Uh, Chris, fast parts or breakdowns? Uh, I suppose the fast part builds up the anticipation of a good breakdown. So I guess I'll take breakdowns. Breakdown. Yeah. Yo, you know what's the coolest fast song? Not the coolest, but a great fast song is Dyer's Eve. Metallica. Oh, yeah. Dyer's oh, yeah. Eve. I like Battery. Meta- Battery. Battery's great, That's yeah. a great uh, fast fast riff. Uh, and French- da- yo, Damage Incorporated, fast Metallica song. Oh, dope. yeah. Damn. French fries or hash browns, Chris? For what? For breakfast? Preference. French fries or hash browns? Ah, French fry. French fry. French fry? I don't dig hash browns at all. Yo, I like it for breakfast, though. Do you remember that place we ate in Seattle? The breakfast spot? Like vegetarian spot? Yes. Yeah. They had hash browns that were. They had really good food. And I asked the the uh, cook there, how did they make the hash browns? She said that she soaks the potatoes all night, yeah. the night before. Then they prep for the next day. They start soaking them immediately. But they, uh, they soak them all night. So it gets almost like grainy on the outside of the potato. So when they fry it, it's super crunchy and crispy oh, nice. on the outside. Real tender on the Very inside. Very good idea. Give that a shot. Tight. Little tip for all you people. So there you go. Worn out welcome. Thanks for the question. Appreciate it. Uh, here's one from uh, our friend Crit Nasty Critter. Currently in Europe, Andy on Up tour. is in Europe right now on tour with Life Betrays Us. Our, yes. our buddy uh, Ammo just put out a new video. Dope. Yo, that's a great tour, man. I really hope people are checking that out and uh, paying attention. So you want to? They're since definitely going to be back. I know this is a question from Crit, but would you like to read it as Ammo? I would love to. Okay. <laughs> a question for the roundtable. When was your first show experience in Detroit? Who was playing? And what was your initial response of the scene here? Wow, that's great. You sure he didn't write that? I don't know. That you phrased cool. it just like ammo with a... With so, first show experience in Detroit. Who was playing? What was your initial response of the scene here? I'll tell you mine. Mm-hmm. I don't. We might have been to Detroit the first time together. I don't know. But Crutch had a show out there mm-hmm. before I was... Singing in Crutch, and I just hung out all the what time. What year do you think that was? It was probably 96. Okay. Maybe 97. And uh, we played, well, first thing, we showed up to the, the at the time, singer of One Life Crew. Or uh, what am I saying? Cold as Life. Yes. We showed up at Cold as Life's Their ha- yeah, house. His house. But this was when, before, like, MapQuest or anything like that. So we were like. Finding directions through yeah. payphones. Like, Cold as Life were my homies through the mail. Yeah. Like, the physical mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember you had a box when we first started hanging out. You had a box, boxes of mail. Just oh, letters yeah. from all over the world, Japan. That's how, yeah. yeah. That's how people used to do it. And uh, you, I remember you had, like, a, a computer in your room with, like, a dial-up modem. Yeah. And it took a long time to load. <laughs> you you oh, uh, me, Chris, like, do that sound for me. Showing me how email works and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably like this sucks. Yeah, like hey, email is so much slower. Than I'm glad real people mail. weren't deterred. Like real smart people weren't deterred from early computers. Yeah, and just made them better they're because like, they're great now. Gonna get better. So we were. I remember stopping at a payphone in Detroit, and there was no people. We're like, where are the people? Like a ghost town. Yeah, and then you see like a dude, like a crackhead, running across the cra- street, crack zombie. And there's like, then you see there's people around, but they're really like weird looking and like shady and mm-hmm. zombie ish. 
But eventually we found our way to Jeff's house and we went into the house. <laughs> you tell this part because I like how, the way you tell this part. I don't even, I'm not even sure. I guess. You remember when we went there and they, they thought we drank beer? They, they were like, oh, yeah, they were very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they had a whole uh, they had a whole spread for us, waiting for us. And they were excited to party with some hard dudes like like themselves. <laughs> and uh it turned, we t- were basically at, by the end of the night they, they we were like nerds to them yeah right yeah because nobody <laughs> drank beer nobody did drugs that, it, that was with us like at the time it the was only like, cool stuff we would do would be like break things and fight people yeah but we wouldn't do any drugs or <laughs> drinking so a lot of people in the hardcore world are familiar with the bass player from Cold as Life. Okay? Yeah. And there's a name that people called him that we weren't familiar with at the time. <laughs> we could say it for the sake we of We could say it for yeah. the sake of the, the podcast. What but, was uh, it, Joe? So there's there's a, uh, he's he's half Vietnamese and half, I think, French-American or something like that. But he, he looks very Asian. Yeah. And his nickname in the hard streets of Detroit was Gook. Gook, that was his name. Gook. Yeah. And so, but we didn't even see him yet. We were in the living room of this house, and they were like, yo, you guys want something to drink? Gook, get up here, bring beers. And I was like, what? <laughs> and this little Asian dude comes running up the steps with beers, and I was like, oh, my God, they have a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But that was like their homie, you know. He was in yeah, the band yeah. with them and we shit. We just didn't and understand like, But I, I was like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. Yeah. We're going to get killed. So um, earliest face tattoos ever, I'd say, were people I knew from Detroit. Yeah, right. And they yeah, were hands like, down. And at the time that we were in Detroit, the, the face tattoos we saw were probably like fifteen year old. Yeah, they tattoos, were. Yeah, they weren't fresh, faded out old tattoos. But yeah, these guys were like they they were they loved you know the music of the band. That's how we started talking, and they wanted to play shows together, and they assumed we were like them, which in some ways we would be. But in most ways we wouldn't. But they were insane. They were a group of insane men, lived together, knew each other since they were little kids, and they did like whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was uh, but there was always respect there. You know, we got along great with those guys. Never any problems. It was always all love, and they took care of us when they come out here. We take care of them. But that's I I might have been out there once before. But I remember the stuff you're saying. I don't really remember if I was, you know, I have a bad memory, but I don't remember if I was before that. One crazy thing from that night, another crazy thing was uh, the show went off great. Yeah. Great show. Was it at like some kind of school? No, it was at the uh, place called, it was like Egypt or something. Oh, yeah. It was like more of like an older venue, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was called like Egypt or something like that. Really dope show. Really good show. We were excited. People knew some stuff, you know what I mean? Like I had a a backpack filled with feeble seven inches Yeah, that I was trying to get rid of these seven inches. Yeah. And I got rid of every single one of them at that show. Nice. So anytime, like still we play Canada and people bring me seven inches to sign if we play in Canada. And that's probably where they got them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the show went over great. I think Earth Mover played. All right. I think that was, I, I can't remember the other bands. It definitely Cold as Life, but I, I believe Earth Mover was on the bill. Um, so we played, it went great. And there's a guy in Detroit who a lot of people know. He sang for Hate Inc. 
mm-hmm. Beast is what they call yeah. him. Okay, and Beast is a scary looking dude, crazy eyes, you very know, intense, super nice dude. If once you know him, but he's very intimidating if you yeah. don't know. Him. So, uh, I left the venue. I had to I had to piss. So I go out and I was gonna piss between like the van and another car. You know what I mean? Like we'll go out to the parking lot and piss. <laughs> so I go out there and I didn't know, but Beast followed me right out to where I was about to piss, and I'm Ooh, pissing. Creepy. And he's like, "Yo!" And I turn around. I'm like, "What's up?" And he, I'm like pissing. I got my dick in my hand. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo!" I just want you to know you're my brother. Anything you ever need, I got you. And he had this yeah. like heart to heart talk while I'm like. While you're urinating. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, man, cool. All right, thanks, man, appreciate it. Beast knows psychology. Yeah. And he knows that the best time to talk to another man is when he's... urinating. You got to put your guard down, people. When his guard guard is down down. and his hand's on his balls and his balls are in the wind. (laughs) And at that point, you could look into a man's soul. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, Beast was was very... Beast is very intense. Yeah. Yeah, but I've had a lot of you know really good conversations with him. I remember he used to call my house and whoever answered, he, he they say who is this? It's the beast. My mom <laughs> say Richard, it's the beast. I said the beast. He's actually saying that on the phone. The so uh, yeah, credit. That's a good question. That was a, that was like so the crazy show went time. off well. All right, good. the show went off well. It was uh, the you know the it, it was probably one of the better shows I've ever. Yeah, been at in Detroit personally. Cold as life. It was like a really that's a, a big attraction back then. With what they like, we're running that city. Yeah, that was like an event yeah. when they played. And uh, for those that don't know, the guy who asked the question, his band Anti Up is from Detroit, and they're like the the new breed that's taking over, not only playing shows but booking shows out there and doing all that. We're playing with them actually on a we're playing in Detroit April twenty seventh. I believe it's uh-huh. April 27th. It's a Friday night in, uh, in, Detroit, in Detroit, baby. Annie Up. We're playing with Steel Nation. Dope. Uh, I can't remember the rest of the band, but it's a really good lineup. Um, Last time we were in Detroit was dope, right? Yeah. That yeah, was cool. So, good question. Thank you, Critter. Appreciate it. Cold as Appreciate it. This, uh, let's see. What is this next one here? This guy wants... Um, hmm. Oh, he's looking for pointers He's coming to to Martin's Creek, which is near Bangor. Near where? Or in Bangor. Martin's Creek Power Plant. Near where? Bangor. Okay, where is she? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> so he's gonna he's going there for work for a month and he was wondering some pointers on food and attractions, record stores, etc. Places, if somebody was coming to live in Stroudsburg or near Stroudsburg, where would you tell them, oh, you got to go here, you got to go there? Stroudsburg, okay. Pennsylvania. Go ahead. You know where, to, he, he mentioned record stores? He said record stores, There's yeah. a great, great record store on Main Street, Stroudsburg. Uh, it's called Main Street Jukebox. Yep. Main Street Jukebox, Stroudsburg, Main Street, really good. It's been on Main Street for years. It moved from a couple of locations, got burned down or whatever. But they got everything. I mean, and they thrive. They do great. They do great. And they sell loads of vinyl. They vinyl, sell loads of collectibles. Toys, record players. You know, they still got CDs in the mix. But, yeah, you know, it's just a really cool record store. Um, uh, food. Food. If you want Mexican food, right on the same street, Marita's. Mexican food. I always loved it. Marita's Cantina. I worked there years ago. It's quality. Quality. Yeah, it's good. Good Mexican food. If you want... Uh, Bar food, you got a big selection on Main Street. Yeah, you got Floods, 
Floods has good wings. And something people don't know, this area has a unique flavor for their wings called what, Joe? McHale's. McHale's. McHale's is a combination of a buffalo and a barbecue. So it's like a sweet hot. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but you would probably, if you come here, you wonder what McHale's is. That's you would I'm call saying. it a spicy barbecue sauce or a sweet yeah. hot sauce. Yeah. So McHale's, I'm saying it's because if you go to other bars, they also have McHale's flavor. So I don't know how this originated. I usually know things like that about the area, but I could make something up if you want in the next episode if, when people forget. <laughs> Kevin McHale of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> he was born here, and uh, his father owned a little bar. Okay, so yeah, you got Floods. If you want a really Irish-style place, you got Seamsa, which was a bar in Ireland, completely Taken down piece by piece and rebuilt in Stroudsburg. Oh, wow. I had the beef stew there. Great. Shepherd's pie there is great. You might have a hard time understanding the bartenders. Then you got Yard of Ale, another Irish style spot, which is uh, partly owned by a friend of ours. Yep. That's a really that's a really nice place, Yard of Ale. Great spot. If you want a cigar bar in the back. If you want to break stuff, don't go in there. Stay out of Yard of Ale. We made a video in Yard of Ale that never came out. Then uh, other bar, I'm just Sarah Street, which we started this podcast doing live uh, stuff from Sarah Street. It's got everything. It's got great sushi, great burgers, uh, and that's right behind Main Street. We had a great time at, uh, we saw Agnostic Front and Dropkick Murphys at the Sherman Theater, which is on Main Street in Strasburg also, um, last week, last Monday. Yeah. And... uh, Afterwards, we went up there with Agnostic Front to Sarah Street. Had a yeah. really good meal. And I before been there that, in a though, yeah, it was really good. And yeah, they I liked. Did. We had Vinny Stigma there before. Yeah. Oh we, yeah, we did the podcast with Vinny upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. We had Vinny and Bobby Hamble from Biohazard and Sarah Street eating with us a while ago. They both loved it. But before the show, we were in a place called Warrior. Oh, that's right, Warrior Bar. And yeah. that would look good. I didn't eat anything there, but I was because I never went in that place. Really good wings. Yep. Now, if you want Italian food and you're in this area, I could recommend. Mementos. Mm, yeah, that's the bomb. Mementos in Stroudsburg, across from the Stroud Mall. It's Very on good. Ninth Street. The cook, the chef, and the owner is a, kind of a dangerous person. You can see him on TV if you turn on the local channel. For some reason, he's on 24 hours a day. You ever notice that? <laughs> yeah, he's on. If you turn it on, he's on there. And he at the end of his commercial, he goes, I'm a not saying we are the best, but I try my best. That's great. I like that. I like that. That's what he says at everything. <laughs> but I, I had some good, real good meals there. Then uh, what else might they be looking for? Uh, he said attractions, but as far as attractions, you got to go to see. You're going to see the Delaware Water Gap. That's dope. That's well, like a hiking, national, hiking national cool. park. Camelback, the top of Camelback is dope. Camelback to, is great, yeah. If you're in the summer and you go to the top of Camelback, it's dope. You travel, you walk around. If you're here in the summer, the thing to do is the water parks. Yeah. This area, this county is it's got to have more water parks than anywhere that I've ever seen. It's crazy. Dude, there's Aquatopia. There's uh, Camel Beach. Camel Beach. There's Kalahari. Fox. There's Great Great, Great Wolf. Wolf Lodge. Yeah. You could uh, also, uh, you could, if you're here in the summertime, you could also, at the Gap, you know, it's a federal park there. You could uh, canoe, raft. 
yeah. down to yeah. Delaware, which is pretty cool. If, you know, yeah, me, me and Joe River used to go on to Delaware man. without any paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I got a ticket. Remember that? Yeah. I got a ticket. From we used a, to live right on that river. Yeah. We lived on a river, and we would just go to a tire store and buy inner tubes. For, yeah. You give them 10 bucks, they'll give you 10 inner tubes. Yeah. You blow them up. And then you just float down the river. Just go like up a couple miles and float back down to the house. And uh, I got a I got a ticket from a state a park, a park ranger, ranger or yeah. whatever, a park ranger Fucking on a boat. Dweeb. He pulled up next to us on a boat and gave me a ticket for floating in an inner tube with no brick jacket. Uh. <laughs> and I was like pleading with him. I'm like, no, wait, listen, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're saying I can swim down this river yeah. with no life vest. Yeah. And no tube. And no tube. Yeah. I can swim, and that's okay. But I can't float in an inner tube, which is safer than just swimming. Yeah. I can't just sit on a thing. To be in the inner tube, you have to have a life vest. And he wouldn't hear me. I'm like, to me, my logic was yeah. so like airtight, but he just wouldn't hear it. Fucking but anyway, um, yeah, there's tons of beautiful nature things you can do, and there's a lot of cool uh, history yeah. in the town. There's a lot of like uh, Revolutionary War history in, yeah, in Stroudsburg. Um, you can most, go to the Stroud Museum, which is on Main Street, the Jacob Stroud House. Yeah, and you know what? Let's not forget the casino, Mount Airy Casino. Oh yeah, which it's this weekend features the great comedian Vic DiBattetto. Ah, two dollars. And he had uh, they had uh, Tracy Morgan up there. Uh, I think two weeks ago. Um, who else they got coming up? It's a nice casino. You know, you might lose a couple fazols. You might run into the wrong character. But you have a good time for a little while. And go eat at, uh, you could eat at Bistecca, steak, Italian steakhouse at the casino. You I never was eat in at there. Guy Fieri's. Well, how's Bistecca? Good? Bistecca is like, yeah, it's like world-class steakhouse. I went to yeah. Guy Fieri's once. I had meatloaf. It was all right. Yeah, I heard it like, wasn't that great. But. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I figured. No, but me... Bistecca is like a, a legit yeah. dope steakhouse. Like, yeah, world-renowned. Yeah. Give me a shot. You know what? When you come up here, you call Chris. Chris will take you all over. He'll let you stay at his house. Uh, Chris, just give him your number after the thing. I will. I will. <laughs> this one. Uh, Imagine poor guy gets stuck hanging so with. So that's Crystal. a good question. <laughs> if you're up go here, go back to wherever he would go back home immediately. And leave Pennsylvania, and never to come back. <laughs> if you're up here and you're stuck, give me a little shout on Instagram or something like that. I'll, uh, I'll we'll point you into steer the, in the right direction. Point you in the right direction every time. So uh, good question though. Thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. This one's from our friend Zach Lopez. Hey, Zach heard, Lopez expecting a new, expecting a, a new uh, baby, Puerto Rican huh? baby. All right. Woo! Do we really need Zachary. another Puerto Rican baby in this in this world, dude? I say the more the better, baby. Bring all right, them on. All right. Bring them on. They'll be dancing and singing. So uh, he says, "Will we ever get another box cutter album?" Wow. That's the first part of his question. <laughs> Will we ever okay. get another box cutter album? Now listen, box cutter from a listener's perspective. Yeah. Is dope. What okay, do you mean, listener. Like, what do you mean? From the listener perspective, people <laughs> who like listening to Box Cutter, it's dope. And I, li- I can listen to it and be like, yeah, you know what, this is dope. But being in Box Cutter, I it's did not, not dope. feel dope. <laughs> I <laughs> felt like a dope, like a dope. <laughs> so it's not like like when you see me on stage with wisdom and change when you see Richie on stage with wisdom and change when you see Chris on stage with wisdom and change yeah. this is like that's really us that's the real thing it's actually us i talk the way i talk i do i you know whatever we goof around we laugh we have fun up there it's fun box cutter i felt like i was i was 
in a a play almost. Like I'm like doing musical theater. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I like it. It's dope. dope. It's good. And you, you I'm, were I know some that real stories though. You I know how real. to like. I know how to like rap. I've been doing it since I was a little kid. I love rap music and I love rapping. And I love writing rhymes. Yeah, I love it. And I would do it again if I could do it in a more like true to myself kind of way. So I don't. I'm, I don't want to be disparaging of this this band. I know it means a lot to certain people, but. I and I and I do I can appreciate what for what it is. It's dope, man. We did some really cool songs with Box Cutter, but if we did it again, it would have to be there would be a tweak to it. You know what I mean? It would be a little bit different where I could do it and feel like I'm not like acting. Well, acting. I know? remember liking the loving the guitar sound on the last record. Is that the last one? Yeah, uh, it's called The Ill Testament. Yeah, I really like the guitar sound on it. Which is a cool uh, title uh, like that. Box Cutter came about because our old band Crutch had some extra songs. And our really good old friend Stickman had nothing going on musically at the time. And you could kind of tell. We could tell he wanted to do something. So we threw him a couple extra Crutch songs. We were going to put out a Crutch 7-inch, and then we got this like a, a deal to do an album. And we didn't want to put those songs on the album because they sounded completely different and we didn't want to re-record them. So we just threw them to him. So the earliest box cutter wasn't meant to be hip-hop based. Yeah, we made that fit these yeah. songs, but it wasn't written for that. And, and this box cutter was really in Stickman's hands because we said, take do whatever you want with it. Almost like come and correct with, with Rick. Like, you know, they were extra crutch songs here. Do whatever you want with it. So he wanted to do that style of band, and he at first he just wanted Joe to be singing hard. Remember that he kept yeah. on saying, "Oh, the white dude gonna rap, and then the black dude gonna be singing hard though." And he thought that was like the most insane thing. People was gonna blow. But then he heard Joe rap, and Joe could rap, so he's like, "Yeah, just you know, kind of just do whatever you want." But the whole premise and idea, and it was a stickman's kind of project yeah. that we provided music for. So I mean, uh, yeah, I. I don't really remember exactly how it sounds, but I remember liking a lot of the songs and thinking they were cool, but I can't, you know, I just don't remember details. But I don't think that a lot of people ask about it. We just, I brought like a handful of CDs on the road with us that last run and sold them all except one that was stuck in the bottom of the box and Evan tried to rip me off. I say, they, might, they must be in the van. I don't think we sold them. They're not in the van. <laughs> but uh, nah, he went down. It's good. But yeah, I doubt there's gonna be another box cutter because Stickman's doing twenty five to life and we're doing this and part two of this question though. He's got a part two. Zachy Lope. Can't wait to see that. Uh, if you baby. could have any guest, past or present, who would it be and why? And then he says, See you guys in Chicago. That's good to know. Our friend's coming out to any Chicago guests? to see us. Can I go first? Yes. May I? I would love to have Mike Tyson as a guest. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh yeah. You know, Just see, because I think you, his you, you hear him talk lately though? No. He seems like he's real punch drunk, like kind of. Oh like, yeah, he's losing. Oh, it. Like you don't even know what's going on. All right, so I don't want him on the podcast. Well, he might be. I he's mean, no good on the mic. He's got his own podcast. Yeah, but doesn't somebody else do all the talking? He yeah, but he sits in, in and he chimes in. But when he chimes in, it's kind of rough. So but I'm with you. I would I, love to hear that. Yo, when I hear his his like deep thoughts when he's like you know explaining like how what shit that he's going through. Mm. Oh my god, man! It just breaks my heart. It's yeah. like he's very honest. He's so honest, and he's like, 
He's so honest about being like lonely or being misunderstood. I never had a real friend in my whole life. Your or being Honor. like feeling like a feeling like a loser, like just things that like uh, you would picture a big badass boxer would never admit certain types of things. You know, he wants to be appear like he's like the the man all the yeah. time. And Mike Tyson just has no problem just admitting like like weaknesses and flaws and uh i really love that about him I you know love- lately he uh made up with teddy atlas he apologized to him really check it out yeah he goes up he talks and he talks about why he apologized and uh chris play my favorite clip from mike tyson sometimes when i'm so sad the only thing i could do to feel better is to listen to wisdom and chains that see that joe wow that's it's pretty incredible fucking, it's probably a little grainy sounding <sighs> because it's older <laughs> It really gets me every time I hear it. It's really an older gets me. clip, but we it never appreciate gets old. that, Mike. It never gets Knife old. right to my heart. Mm. We appreciate it, Mike. That's a good guess, though. Joe or Chris, who would you have? I would have Confucius. No, you don't like past it. or <laughs> present. It says past or present. So this is a dead person. It could be. It could be anybody. Ahead, oh man, I don't know. Which emperor uh, will he pick? No, I don't think I'm pick an emperor, man. I, I'm I'm stumped. I don't know. I, I think a, a politician would be good, but I just can't place my finger. On a, on a one, you know, I think I'd like to talk to FDR. Wow, he's a big FDR fan. I am I jerking am. off to FDR. Oh, over here all day. Get off his dick. <laughs> you Get off FDR's dick, you guys yo. Are miserable. <laughs> Would miserable. Miserable. You know what? Or maybe Kennedy. Yeah, because he lived. Well, he lived through an interesting time with the yeah, uh, did, Cuban did. Missile Crisis, and that was some high tension where the world could have ended. So, mm. what's the deal with FDR? What's his like? He went through. He What's his world. new deal? Well, that's what it is. I'd like to, you know, how those things came about, which weren't very popular ideas. You know, a social safety net that wasn't popular, mm-hmm. you know, and then being sick now that we know that he was very sick and he brought us through, you know, World War II and then kind of cast the world that we live in today. You know what I'm saying? He put the shadow onto it. So I think he'd be an interesting historical figure from that perspective for American politics and American kind of identity. Hmm. FDR. Good answer. Richard. I go Trump. I want to... Wow! Yeah, that'd be Come dope. On. I understand things. I comprehend I would pick his very goofy well. Ass apart. He's Woo. too easy. Like Trump got no chance, you baby. Big clown! I'll kill you on here. You can't talk with me. Break his fucking head open. Yeah, yo, what an intro! I heard Trump likes the intro. He said it was the very best, the best intro, great intro. I gotta say, it's the best intro I ever heard. <laughs> Incredible intro. Yo, he is Tremendous so intro. soft and weak and feminine, delicate. Like when he talks, like how do people get strength at his presence? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Of him like and climbing the, up a hill with his golf pants and his, his mouth. Ugh, the, the, Things he makes with his mouth. Listen, he has a mouth like a puckered anus. But yeah, I liked dude. watching him drink water with two hands out of a sippy cup. Was incredible. Why does he drink like that? Because What's wrong he with this guy? because he probably has people pour water in his mouth. That's how that's how privileged he is and spoon fed. I'm not sure how this bottle works. What is this thing holding the water? Usually, there's another person helping me. Can someone please lift this to my lips? Yeah, please help me. He's drinking a bottle of water with two hands. He's cutting a fork, a pizza with a fork and a knife. Oh God. Oh, he's not a New Yorker. He's not one. He's of, a clown. You know, I'd like to have him on, and then we could ask Stormy Daniels on right after him. Yo, yo, what's going on with Stormy tonight, Daniels? That's tonight, that's tonight, man. Tonight. Sixty minutes. Chris, talk about it. What's your theory on Stormy Daniels? I have a theory that there's going to be a bombshell that she's going to release on this guy. No, like, Chris, tell Chris, tell him what you told us. You think it is? I think that there's uh, some kind of pregnancy or a child involved in wow. this affair. 
That's just my gut feeling. Listen, and if this comes out, you know, I know this is not going to be out before the interview, which is funny, but it's 7-10 Sunday, March 25th. Yo. And Chris predicted. Chris, if you call this, oh, my God. Chris predicted a potential side baby. A side piece. A love child, if you will. A slide-off piece. Wow. That would be incredible, man. That would be. Well, it's something crazy. We don't know what. You know who else I wouldn't mind having on the show? Bill Clinton. I'd like to tear him up, too. Yeah. Just to be fair and balanced. I'd like to have Bill Cosby on just to ask him. Yeah, he's so, yeah he, would, my heart? he would be the kind of guy that I think could almost make me want to hit him. Yeah. He's just so arrogant and cocky, you know what I mean? And But, dude, he used to be so, like, great. He was so loved. He was so wonderful. This is the thing. His image was. Yeah. His actual personality. I don't know. Maybe he changed, but it seems like he was always this. Kind of a rat. Once he became a celebrity, he felt like this entitled person that just could not be questioned, could not be looked at straight. Don't ask me anything. And his morality was the definitive line of all morality. He ruined it for us all, man. We all wanted Dr. Huxtable you know, to know someone like that or be related to someone like that, have that for your dad or something. Know. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, and then he was a fucking rat charlatan, like, you know, the charlatan, you know, Damn. you, you know, know, can I, exp- I want to explain something about Bill Cosby, like why he means so much to me. Go ahead. Meant when I was a kid, we didn't have a TV in my house to, for, for years, man. I didn't have a TV till I was probably 18 or 19 since mm-hmm. I, until I got my own place. Yeah. And so growing up, we would eat dinner as a family every night. And then after dinner, we would go in the living room and put on records. And the entire family would either sing along to a record or we would we would dance. Did you grow up in the 50s? It might as well have been. Oh, was, my God. This is like, I was born in 1977. And until like 1982 or 83, everything my family kind of got split apart a little bit. But up until then, that was... That you were putting we on records and singing and dancing. Dude, we would dance <laughs> to records. Or my dad had a guitar and he would he would play the guitar and we would wow. sing along to his this guitar. This is crazy. It's more of a compound type feel. Yeah. Family. Okay, go ahead. So huh. we would put on records and my favorite was when we put on Bill Cosby records. And yeah. I had every record that my dad owned memorized. And I would recite Bill Cosby. I would stand in front of my family and pretend that I'm Bill Cosby. And I would do the comedy act to my family. Wow. So I would get like a little milk crate or something or a box and stand up on it and do a do Bill Cosby. Said, that is great. He can me the chocolate cake. Yeah, I would do that. Bill Cosby himself. <laughs> my favorite one was called, it's called For My Brother Russell, Whom I Slept With. Uh-huh. So he used to sleep in a bed with his brother, yeah. which I, I did also. Yeah, me too. And, uh, so it was like something that I could relate to, all these things he was saying about like, you don't want your brother touching you when you're sleeping. Like this, oh my yeah. God, it was just like he was telling like stories that I was living, even though it was from decades earlier. Yeah. He was telling these stories about like being in the projects. And I was like, I was like, I did that today. Like everything he said, oh my God, I did that today. Uh-huh. And... So it was like he felt like a relative almost. He felt like a, an uncle that I just never met yet or something. Plus he was a PA dude. PA dude. Um, we, would dri- we would go to Philadelphia Zoo all the time, and my dad would drive through Bill Cosby's old neighborhoods and be like, oh, that's the junkyard, and that's this, and he would point yeah. stuff out. Yeah. Hey, he hey, like, hey. He was like he was a family member that we just never met yet. So you guys know, like I, 
I wanted to be a comedian. I really, I, to me, it was like the, the coolest thing ever. That's where I got that idea from. Since I was a little kid, I wanted to be, a, I wanted to play rock and roll and I wanted to be a comedian. Those two things are like my, my goals. Yeah. And to sort of find out that like my, one of my earliest heroes in the world is a scumbag and has uh, been since I was idolizing him. The cause it's was fucking uh, heartbreaking, man. It is. I thought I used to love it too. I mean, Thursday nights. You know, since we were lucky enough to have a TV, <laughs> Thursday nights were like the night of TV when you would have Family Ties, Cosby Shows, uh, Night Court, Cheers. Cheers. That was Thursday sick. night. And what a lineup. Night Court was last. That was a late one because once in a while I would have to plead my case why I should be able to stay up and watch Night Court. <laughs> but Cosby Show was the number one. That was the greatest. And what about... Did you like Fat Albert? I love Fat Albert. Yeah. Who was your favorite Fat Albert character? Uh, I think I liked probably Mushmouth was pretty cool. Or hey, Russell. Fabbit, Abbot. Russell was dope. I liked Rudy. Rudy was cool. He was the tall one with the hat, right? With he was, was kind of mean. He was kind of yeah. like mean. Yo, Rudy, why are you being so mean? Fuck you, you fat motherfucker. Mind your business. Ooh. That episode got deleted. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he was hard, though. Russell was hard, yo. Oh, whispering. The birthday boys whispering. Yeah, Anthony's trying to get me to change the subject completely. <laughs> Why? No, I'm saying for someone to interview. Someone mm. to interview? Oh, yeah. Who? All right, yeah, I'll talk about that. So there's a movie on Netflix right now called The Polka King, and it is so dope. It's a, a Jack Black stars in it. It's a real story about a dude from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, who was a Polish immigrant, started a polka band, and had the dream of creating a polka empire. Yeah. And this dude, like, really. By the way, do you remember the polka on the local TV station? Yes. There was an hour of polka. It's not that guy, is it? it I think that was Jolly Joe Timmer. Yeah. So this was Bob Jolly Stanky Joe. Bob and the coal miners was up by me, man. Oh, yeah? Well, this this was, uh might have been a little before that. This is like, <laughs> I think this is in the 80s. 90s also. Is it the 90s? 80s and 90s. Okay, 80s into the 90s. So. This guy's name was John Lawan or Yan Lawan. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it's like it. Like a Jap. J A N L E W A N. And uh so he basically created a Ponzi scheme and got all of his fans from from Hazleton and the surrounding areas to give him money millions of dollars wow. he got out of these people. I think it was like $6 million. Hazleton's like a broke-ass place, too. <laughs> I know, but he got all these people to give money and invest in him. And the the funny thing is, like, he didn't think he was doing anything illegal. But then the FBI said, came to him and was like, yo, you're you're doing something illegal. And he's like, what? But I wrote him a note and everything. Like, I gave him receipts. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. I just had to pay the money back. He's like, how is it illegal unless I don't pay the money back? And they're like, no, you can't do that because you have to be this kind of a company to do, you know, to take they money. They persecuted them. Like so, uh, but yeah, it's it's just he his story is unbelievable. Yeah, I gotta check that he, out. He would like bribe people. He got his wife to win the Miss Pennsylvania beauty pageant. Yeah, <laughs> bribe the judges. Hot Polish broad. Uh, yeah, she looks all right. See? Man. Yeah, she's pretty she's pretty good looking. Polish girl. girls are hot, son. And he, uh, the the crazy thing, he sold. He, he created Jan Levan Travel Agency, and he would pe- people would give him thousands of dollars to go on a tour of Europe, of great capitals of Europe. Yeah. And he took them to all these capitals, and he promised them that they would meet the Pope 
if they went on this thing. Oh, that's a big promise. So it's a huge promise. So they all paid him thousands of dollars and did this crazy dope tour and saw all these cities. And they ended in Rome. And he went to Vatican City. And he got an introduction with the Pope. Wow. That's incredible. Just by chance. And nobody knows how he did it. They suspect he paid money and got to meet the Pope. But no, he was like in the. So he came through. He He didn't do anything illegal. No, it's crazy. Like he did these. It's like Forrest Gump doing these amazing things. You're like, nobody could ever do that. This guy did some Forrest Gump type of shit. Wow. And then in the end, he went to prison. Oh. Got stabbed in the neck in prison and wrote something called the Polka Rap. (laughs) So he's. And Jack Black. It's funny because earlier in the movie. Yeah, Jack Black plays. Oh, this is gonna be insane! It's so dope. It's the dopest movie. And uh, so, in earlier in the movie, he says something about wishing he could have more like black fans. Like he wants to get into the black community with his polka. <laughs> so at the end, he's like in prison oh and he's around all these God. black dudes, and he writes the polka rap. Yo, this is real. He <laughs> at the end of the movie, it shows the real dude yeah. doing the polka rap with his orchestra behind him. Yeah, and he's doing this rap that he wrote in prison. About his trials and tribulations and all the struggles he's been through. This is awesome. Yo, it's amazing. It's a really amazing movie. Was it good? The Polka King. Yeah, I saw it twice. No, his rap. Uh, it's what you think a Polish guy would write for a rap. It's you know what I mean. But it's entertaining for sure. Unbelievable. The craziest thing. Anthony goes to school the next day, and he was like bugging out because it's a nutty story. Yeah. Anthony goes to school the next day, and said to his music teacher, "Oh, you got to see this." You gotta see this movie. Guys related to him. The dude was like, I was in that movie. What? Yo, this dude was the actual trombone player in the actual polka band. (laughs) He was in the actual band, and at the end of the movie, when he's doing polka rap, Anthony's music teacher is the trombone player in that actual band. Yeah. And it's him? Yeah, it's him. Wow. That's incredible. That is something, man. He got Jack Black to do like a whole video to my school and like said hi to us and stuff. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So, that's pretty cool. Jack man. Black's a good man. Yeah. I hear that about him. He's a funny dude. So but, then you uh, gave a little recommendation out of that uh, question. Yes. Lopez did a good thing. Yeah. Nice work Nice work there, Lopez. Excited to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. I know. It's been a long time. Chicago, he said? Chicago. Dope. Zachy, hit us up if you need anything from the fatherland. Any more questions? What do we got? Um, Chris is right. starting to get mad over there. I can see. Look, he's doing his chin. What do you got, like a, Chris? Like a chin. <laughs> How much time we got, Chris? He's on a computer. It goes forever, son. Oh, new ah. computer. No time limit. Two terabytes worth. Chris is like, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, <laughs> We're going to see. Allegedly, allegedly, it goes forever. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Here's a little experiment that I did that I think worked out pretty good. It's a question or experiment? What do you mean? I did this on um, Facebook on my own volition is I asked the question on Facebook and oh, asked I got people you. Okay. to reply to it. So hmm. I'm trying to like streamline the questions into like one spot. You know what I'm saying? What was the question that you asked these fine people? Well, I was on the By the way, do, train. do I say ask funny? What do you say? X? X. X is, is wrong, but it's How do you say very it? common. Ask. Ask. Right, it's very common though I don't think it's so We were saying that. something about it So I was on the train And there was these two old dudes Standing up Talking about how They don't know how to Text yeah. You should have said Shut up you dumb cunts and Sit down I was like Jesus This is the most boring shit I ever heard They're like bragging And trying to like 
one-up each other about who's worse at operating their phone. Oh, I don't even know how to do the te- I don't know how to do an email. The guy, one guy's like, oh, I don't even know how to text. I can't even open the door. Okay, He's like, are you, you kidding me? I can't even unlock this thing sometimes. Like, all right. Yeah. Are you no, you're both are you idiots. stupid? You, you both win the idiot award. It was the most boring conversation I ever heard. I yeah. was, it was immediately bored me. But I asked people, uh, what's your most boring conversations you ever heard? And we'll talk about bo- what bores you on the Post-America podcast. Mm-hmm. So I had a whole bunch of people write comments. And uh, some pretty funny ones. Uh, I bet a lot must say. What's your guess? Yeah, give me a guess. Something to do with work? Uh, Not really. No? No. For me, it would be that. What's your guess, Chris? Uh, I I was just going to say work, too, but. No, you weren't. You didn't need to listen until. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) Either that or like weird family functions, maybe, have bad, you know, conversations. I thought people Man. were gonna. I thought most people were gonna say politics is what. I, and there was a few people that said. See, politics. I love. That's I, I, I think most that's fun. I always say. think that's fun to talk about. But you, you know, when you some people start talking about it, and you just see their yeah, eyes yeah, glaze yeah. over, and yeah, you're yeah. like, oh boy. Um, is there anything that bores you guys in particular when people talk about? Yeah, work. It's like, yeah, I know I work. I don't want to talk about my work. I don't want. I don't know when I could retire. I, I just hopefully someone. You ever see the scene in Forrest Gump when he's playing ping pong and the guy comes in and says, "Mr. Gump," yeah. and, he, and it's over. And he just tell him. He's like, "What? I could leave?" And he just runs out of there. Yeah. Just let me know when I could leave. I don't want to know anything. Man, take your ping pong paddle and go. Just run. I'll run out of there. I hate work. I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. It's stupid. Yo, you know when you're at work and then you get like a break, like a coffee break and or something. And these idiots want to and talk And these guys still. sit and talk about work yeah, still and yeah. shit that they did this morning and what they're going to do after break. Bunch of God no life damn it. fucking suckers. You're going to be dead in your casket talking about this shit. Or at the end of the day when you just want to throw your shit in a box and get out of there. And they're still talking. And they just so hang t- out For tomorrow, talk. you know what we'll do? We'll start like this. Shut up. Tell me tomorrow. Ugh, gross. What do you got, Chris? What bores you? Chris, like wisdom and chains, and end this podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. That is fucking terrible. Yeah, you know, you uh, I think I think shop talk like a- after hours. I, I you know it would drive me insane because there was a point where I was working. So that means work. And, yeah, where people would call me up like at nine o'clock at night and mm-hmm. ask me questions about job related stuff people I was working with nine ten o'clock at night like you couldn't there comes a point where you just can't escape from it you know what I mean like I just don't give a fuck I'll care tomorrow at 8 30 that's because you're the boss though Chris you're the motherfucking yeah boss, but yeah. it's the boss that wants to keep talking about it yeah it was so it was like the dude who I was working with and they, we would get these weird phone calls man and it would just it just sucked when I was working with that company just that blew it was years of that you know what I mean Ugh, now gross. Joe if you didn't get all these responses if you didn't already read them what would you have thought would be a common Answer to that question. I thought most of it was going to be politics or work. That's okay. what I thought. Yeah, but I did get a lot of for politics. But uh, let's hear what the people had to say. This one says, uh, <laughs> "I like this one." Any conversation that people have at brunch, yeah. brunch stinks. Any conversation where people state the obvious, like weather, that's <laughs> interesting. You might that might fall on the small talk. Yo, weather yeah. is pretty boring to talk about. <laughs> when people talk about weather, oh my god. It is, but I do that a lot on purpose. Yeah. Oh, just to like be funny to yourself. Yeah, I think it's funny. Like, uh, if it's, <laughs> I always say the reverse because I know like certain people know every detail. So I'd be like, "Damn, we, 
we could use some rain you know if i know it's gonna, <laughs> gonna rain and oh no to, no like, it's gonna them. we're gonna have rain almost the whole end of the week i'm like oh, like, oh really? yeah oh. really <laughs> what a fucking you yeah. trolled them in real yeah, life exactly. that's funny like, man. for some reason no that's a good one uh somebody says conversation most of the time people want to talk about people or events no one ever wants to discuss ideas well, I don't know. On Toast America podcast, we talk ideas all the time. But man. we're brilliant men. We but I know what he's men. saying. I know what he's saying. No, when people just talk because they're trying to make noise, ugh, that's the worst. Yeah. That To me, that's like old men. Why do men do this thing? I think all men do this mm. at some point where you try to look dumber than you are to other men. Most of the time, you want to look like, you know, <laughs> like better than you are. But there's times where guys are like, oh, I don't know that. You pretend you don't know shit that you actually do know. Or you pretend like, I don't know how to operate my phone like these old men were doing. But mm. you know damn well you could figure it out. Just look at your phone and you say, oh, there's a button that I guess says, what is the fun in it if, here. if the guy's like, I don't even know how to send a text. And he says, oh, let me show you. <laughs> yeah. You, I, know, you wouldn't want to hang out with that guy. Yeah, yeah I guess. Man, well, this phone is hard to use. Yeah, I'll show you. But why quick. is he pretending he don't know how to do it in the first place? Though? Yeah, but some people just like you they're said, commiserating. Like the they're commiserating. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know anything how to get my messages here. I'll show you right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you show him yeah. real quick, and he's like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, then you got nothing to talk. Uh, about. I'll never remember that. Oh, I'll write it down for you. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's in your back pocket. <laughs> you ruin it the whole fucking time. Um, politics. Here's one for politics. Sports talk radio. Don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care either. I don't care about that either. But you know what? I could like listen to people talk that know about sports. If they're talking about a sport, I might like. If they're talking about shit that I like, I could boxing to or, the, yeah. or the Giants, I'll listen. Or yo, I, I'll even watch sports that I don't particularly like if it's like good competition. Yeah, like I watch like tennis or something. Oh like no, I can't do that. Golf, if it's like a really good I don't care golf if they match. say right now is the greatest golf game in the history of humanity. Turn on channel sixteen. It's and I'm not turning it on. Yo, Tiger Woods hit this shot one time. It was so dope. I was, and I just happened to be watching the TV, and I like, once he like hit this putt, it went like it was like the farthest putt, and it went like up this ridge, and then curled like down. It was like the craziest thing, and he made it. And like I couldn't turn this match off. Like I couldn't. I had to see. Really? I had to yeah, know. That's... It was it was incredible. I can't get into sports. I don't like. I just like competition. Like you see, like a good competition. You yeah, know? rather watch American Ninja. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I love watching that, man. that's some I watch that shit all day. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> Sean Gelino. Sean Gelino says when the doctor is all like blah blah blah. This is serious. Blah blah. Months to live. Snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That's crazy. I agree, Gelino. Uh, the default small talk. How was the drive? How about this weather? What do you think of this politician? <laughs> the gas prices are. Yo, you see the oh gas prices? God, that's boring shit. It's, gas prices? Sounds like hanging out with Evan. Gas prices. <laughs> uh, oh, we got a hairstylist who says she hears <laughs> all kinds of shit. Imagine all the boring shit hairstylists have to hear. Yeah, but that's your field. Or barbers. <laughs> oh, barbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know what she means now. All right. Yeah. Bartenders, yeah, like the barbers, hairstylists. Oh my god, you know stuff. they might hear some good stuff too. They might hear some dirt, you know. Might hear some crazy stuff. Some like murder plans. Who knows? And then I'm gonna push him down the steps. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, this guy says a good one. When you talk, oh, uh, uh like name droppers, people who like. Oh, make that's up bad. Shit, that's name bad. drop, dude. 
I was talking uh, with Howard Stern once about that, and it was me and him were That's totally on incredible. the same page. <laughs> and he said he reminded me when I used to hang with Johnny Carson about another dude doing that. And okay, gosh. Johnny Carson. <laughs> I went big yeah, ball media, well, son. Yeah, he went old school. Jeez. Johnny Carson. Wow. Uh, wait, there's a really good one coming up. Oh, fight story. Nah, I could listen to fight yeah, stories. Yeah, I'm down day. with that. Come on, girl. That's crazy. Unless the dude's faking it. But if it was real, I want to hear it. Uh, when people feel the need to tell you every little detail about their kid, especially when you didn't ask about their kid. <laughs> I could imagine that being crappy, but I never, it's never happened to me, really. Yo, this is the thing. If people are telling me about their kid, I usually like want to hear it. Yeah, because I I could relate yeah. to it, so I'm like, oh, but yeah, did you? I never really got that. Maybe because I don't got kids that that I know of. Yeah, people might just not say those stories to you. Yeah, because they assume I don't like. I like kids. Um. Oh, you know, remember you know Rachel Floyd from from uh, the UK. Rachel, I I do show sure. Foggy. Fuck sakes, man. Forsyth. Uh, she says she works with ER doctors in Liverpool. And they don't do boring. They always start with, you'll never guess what I found in somebody's ass today. <laughs> well, oh, well, there you go. That's good combo. Imagine that, man. Yeah, she's saying she doesn't get Isn't boring conversations. Listen, if, Listen. She, if she's listening to this episode, give us a couple examples. Yeah, I'm man, right please. now. Oh, okay. <laughs> she said some. Last week, she says, it was a lady shaver inside a Ziploc bag. A lady shaver, meaning like a woman's uh, razor? Yes. Razor. What? Inside a Ziploc bag. Well, how to get in an ass? Yeah. Like somebody put it in their ass, and then the wow. doctor had to get it out. Why? Like a mistake? I don't know, man. That's a fucking hell of a people, mistake. Yo, I saw a x-ray one time. I don't know if this is real, but there was a light bulb in somebody's ass. It was an x-ray of a light bulb in somebody's ass. Wow. Now, it could be oh, faked. I don't know, Lord. but... I saw an x-ray on Facebook somewhere. Like It was a light bulb. Like I mean, that could have been a doctor trying to see what's going on, and then it came off. And it's stuck he was doing stuff. some spelunking. Dude, maybe, you know what? There's probably, I mean, there, we know there are. There's people that are into getting stuff put in there, and that's probably a thing for doctors. That's probably a real thing. Yeah. What else? Did, <laughs> what else? Who, who's gonna take it out if you were scared and you're like, "Oh my God, there's a gerbil in there. I can't get it out. What am I gonna oh, do?" Like, you gotta you go gotta, to the emergency room. How do you get it out? You gotta go to the doctor. They gotta fish the, him out with solid toms. You gotta uh, swallow your pride and solid go to the toms. doctor. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, I guess so, right? What else did they find up people's bones? Did she, did she give us any other examples? You uh, couldn't get a pin up my ass. All right. That's how tight mine is. <laughs> the a butternut squash. What? Wow. Yeah, I just made a, a butternut squash. A soup. butternut squash was in someone's shrinkus? Butternut squash, bro. Did you see my free, my refrigerator? No. I have a huge thing of, of butternut squash that I'm going to throw away. As but soon it's as cooked, it's though. It's cooked. No, I didn't cook it yet. Wow. So it's destined for the garbage now. That's fucking something A butternut else. squash? In the anus. Come on. Wow, man. That's insane. All right, Chris, you have to put one thing in your butt. What is it? <laughs> Just pick one. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Kind you of go question first, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, put something in your. Butt. You have to. Just oh one God. thing. It's just one a scenario. I'll oh, get out of here. I ain't putting shit fun. up my ass. For fun. Come on. Nothing. Fine, the listeners want to know. Nothing. Um. Oh man. Now this one I don't understand. Uh. Our friend Dan Crayley, 
good dude, Baltimore dude, mm-hmm. great dude. He has a podcast now called cool. Getting It Out. Dope yeah. podcast. I listen to every episode so far. <laughs> every t- every episode, this dude makes me laugh, real laughter. Yeah. He's a really funny guy. But he said something that I just don't understand. He said food. Oh. He's bored when people talk about food. You know, he's probably a direct insult on us. To me, that's one of the greatest things you could ever if talk he, about. Did you hear the last episode? You weren't on it. Yeah, I listened to did it. Did you hear though. the whole end of it? It's about food. Yeah, it's incredible. See, Dan's trying to throw a shot at when us. When you get Luke Rota talking about food. Let me tell you, when you put the macaroni on the table, it's no, like he's hearing, throwing a shot at us. It's like hearing a... You're you're listening to an artist. You're listening to true passion. When you hear Luke Rota talk about food, you are listening to true passion. It's and like, I'm not mean, I'm not saying that to be funny. I mean it seriously. You're listening to somebody who loves what he's talking about. He loves yeah. what he does with food. He's an artist when it comes to sandwiches, especially. But I gotta disagree with you, Dan. And if that's a diss, you, you motherfucker, mother I you can't Baltimore fucking sucker. believe it. Uh, no, I love you, Danny. But uh, yeah, he says food. I mean that that blew my mind because yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about food. What kind of man? We'll is be this? eating, and we're still we're talking about food that we ate yesterday, or food we're gonna eat tomorrow. What do we have before? As we eat. What do we have before the podcast? Rigatoni, rigatoni, bolognese. Richie made some really special uh, sauce today. Yeah, real quick, you know. Yeah, but do you normally do that? What you did? The yeah. secret ingredient you do? I usually put a little more. Okay, but I made such a big batch today that I don't. I didn't know my normal amount. Can we talk and about I knew, it? To I knew the Anthony was gonna eat some. I, sometimes the kids don't like because I make it for a lot of the kids. Sometimes they don't like it real spicy. You He's know? pretty good with hot stuff. Yeah, he didn't yeah, mind it. Right. I mean, it wasn't hot, but you know, it was like normally it'd be a little bit more. He'll eat like hot wings or whatever, though. He's, he's pretty good with that. Let's but, not uh, give it out. You want to talk no. to people or nah, no? it's not. All right. Good. What is a spice in Richie's? You got to keep it under your hat. It's a certain spice that I didn't. I thought I could taste the spice. It's a spicy but I rigatoni would bolognese. I never have guessed what it was. I would never guess that. Yeah. You had a couple guesses. I guessed black it? pepper. I guessed oh. crushed red pepper. Yeah. And I was and way, I said no. way off. No. No. <laughs> and then for dessert, we had a little ice cream cake to celebrate the kid's birthday. Anthony's going to be 12, dude. 12 years old. And the next one is teenager time. Dude. You know, I was married twice by the time I was 13. <laughs> Those were different <laughs> yeah, days, you though. You know that? I never told nobody, but it's different days, you know. Uh, it's a, long it's a time simpler ago. time. Uh, but yeah, you get the point. I think this is. I want to try to do this more often, like asking. There, there's a lot more I'm not going to read, but um, appreciate uh, that people responded to you. Yo, there was like fifty, uh, fifty cool. responses on this thing, and I and I know that's just a, a drop in the bucket. So yeah, you should come with a, a maybe a more focused one. Yeah, this could get a lot better if we if we. Yeah. We could we could have some good conversations off of this kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, for me it's work. I, I hate when people talk about their work or my work, unless they're like you know a porn star. I'll listen to you all day. Or uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> I'll be listening tonight to Stormy's uh, line of work. But uh, well, Chris's job is interesting. I mean, we got a yo. Chris told a story before we started recording that would probably bore some people, but I was fascinated. Well, some people are bored by t- talking about food. So yeah, Chris told a story about writing a program. What did you do, Chris? Oh, uh, I had to compare directories of files, and there was like several hundred in each, and then I had to move, you know, make it all the unique files into one place. So, you know, it was, that's the, I had to write a program that did that. I wasn't doing that shit by hand, you know? Chris did three weeks of work. Chris had a problem, 
and he solved his problem by writing a program. What does that even mean? I don't even no, know. No, I don't I even know what it means. I did it in uh, in, in Python. A couple, you know, a couple of lines of Python. When I figured I it out, it was what able to do what I needed. I don't even know what you that wrote is. a program a language. in it's Python. A computer language, yeah. So you're telling the computer to do something by using a, a, a script. language. I wrote a script, yeah, and, and then the it language. saved you a lot of time and it effort. It saved me vast amounts of time and effort. So wow. he did about three weeks of work in about seven hours total. He wrote the program, and then as soon as he pressed. Uh, what is it? Apply or whatever? Well, or yeah. As soon as I ran it, run, it, it was done in, like in about three seconds. three seconds, like that. Yeah, it just went through all those directories. And it of gave you all the answers you needed within three seconds and after you all. making the the program about six hours of work. Yeah. Wow. That's so. Crazy. The trick That's is crazy. what's cool about it is then you could modify it. So I was I had to look at directories of PDFs. You know, but then I could you could just change it to any kind of file type that you need to compare compare directories over several of them, you know, and just aim it. If you, somebody else has that problem, you know, it's, I'm not no computer programmer by any chance, by any stretch of the fucking imagination. I'd uh, say you are, Chris. I'd say you are. Nah, you know, it just was real basic kind of stuff, but it, it <laughs> said to me, like, wow, what could you do with this? Like, if you really know, like, you're into this, like, you could do pretty amazing things with it. If I came up upon a problem like that, I would, I just, would have to do a couple weeks work. To- I would quit my job. I'd just quit mm. and move. Yeah, it was. It, oh, it's, I, I, was I have no other choice. But Chris's work, he's an archaeologist. And in, in that line of work, I guess he has to deal with computer stuff. And he, uh, he had an issue, he solved it. But yeah. what is the direct your area of expertise within your field? I do uh, late Roman and early Byzantine archaeology. Within wow. that, I'm interested in stratigraphic analysis. That's Strat- what I'm doing on this upcoming publication. Stratigraphic analysis. Y'all yeah. can't fuck with us. Y'all yeah, that's can't what I'm fuck with, with us. So you can, computers and statistics are a part of that. You know, getting the, send up a, a right kind of framework to analyze the information. I carry buckets of concrete upstairs. I put uh, <laughs> sheets of sheetrock <laughs> on uh, fr- metal frame. I wish I went to much. school. I wanted to be a lawyer. You can't handle the truth. You would have been sorry, a great Anthony. Lawyer. Sorry, Anthony. Anthony. Yo, you went to school for what'd you go to school for? Media or something, right? Like mass media or something like that. Mass murder. Mass murder. But I didn't even go. I just hung out there for a little while and bounced. You went to school to meet Chris. Yeah, I met roommate, Chris, man. and I said, "My work is done here." <laughs> Any more questions, y'all? Uh yeah, I think I might have a dope one here. Hold on, <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, the real time. I might have a real time one. And, oh uh, shit! What? Yo, my man. Who? Okay. Joe's looking at his phone, smiling. No, I just got this. It was really cool. Okay, this is from Hoya Rock. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, he just left us too. This is like. Can you uh, ask us this in Hoya Rock voice, or no? <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely can. Yes, oh, it's gonna be great. Hoya, what's your all question? Right. <clears throat> Hold on, let me warm up. Real quick. All right. <laughs> What up, nigga? <laughs> nigga, what up, nigga? <laughs> All, right. All right, here we go. First question. Metallica versus Slayer in a street fight. Who wins and why? <laughs> That's great. That's a great voice. Metallica versus Slayer in a street fight. Who wins and why? <sighs> wow. Okay. Uh, I'm saying... I think James Hetfield could beat up all members of both sides. Just because he's a bigger, oafier kind of dude. I think I'm 
pretty sure Kerry King, although he looks a little crazy, he's real small, right? Is he like a real small dude? Uh, I'm no, not sure. I don't think so. No, I think he's real short, like a five foot three type joint. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think. <laughs> now I'm thinking Lars is he's just food for whoever. Dude, take Lars right out of the he, equation. Yeah, he's food. Kirk Hammond Kirk is food. Kirk Hammond, take him out of the equation. Uh, I'm thinking if we go by the drummer Dave Lombardo, I'm thinking he's food. I think he's like a tiny little wiry dude. Maybe he, you know, he could do I don't something. Know, he's like Cuban refugee. He's though. a he Cuban uh, guy, so maybe he could he could stab you in the side. This is a street fight, so I guess you could shank. Uh, I think it's going to come down to Lars and Tommy no, Araya. No, not Lars. Uh, James and, and Tommy Araya, and also Hetfield. Or uh, no, Henneman. what am I saying? Uh, Trujillo. Oh, yeah. so okay, so it's gonna be Trujillo diesel, and Heffield. Trujillo's diesel versus basically well, Hanneman's dead. So we could put him into the original lineup. Ha- who? Han- Jeff Hanneman on Slayer. Hanneman. I mean, yeah, bring him back. All right, so bring if he's the Cliff one, Burton though. If we're doing that, we bring him back, Burton, and then all bets are off. Anything, so anything could go. Wouldn't you Cliff rather? Wouldn't you rather have Trujillo on, on, on the Metallica side than Burton? Dude, Cliff Burton was a madman. I don't know. I bet he could fight like a motherfucker, man. Uh, I'm taking. I'd rather have the, the Spanish guy. Eh, it could be anyone's fight. Mexican type dude for me. I'm know. saying it's it's gonna be Robert and James are gonna be the only guys doing damage from Metallica, and the only guys that could do damage on Slayer, from what I could tell, is uh, Jeff Hanneman. You know, I didn't even think Tommy Array could do anything. He's kind of like he's a sweet boy, you know? Yeah, he just kind of looks creepy, but. Yeah, but I seen his Car- maybe Kerry King could make bust his a arm's move. arm's got or- no definition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me read I'm willing to say this. I'm willing to say this, though. Me and Mad Joe could go against all of the members of Metallica and Slayer at the same time. Yeah, and fuck all of them suckers You know that. You heard? You know that. All right, so I'm going to read some funny comments from Chris Mahmood and Hoya. <laughs> Hoya uh, Chris says Trujillo would whip whoop all of Slayer. He might be right. Uh, and then Hoya said, okay, then Metallica with Newstead. Oh, <laughs> wow, that changes the That thing. changes the equation. Yeah, I yeah. think that Newstead might be an athletic dude. And then Chris says, young Newstead versus Trujillo is an even match. Mm. So with those canceled out, Headfield beats Araya, but King destroys Hammett. Lombardo whoops Lars. Yeah. So Slayer wins because of the wimpiness of Lars and Kirk. Wow. Wow. Mm. Damn. Yeah, I mean, Lars and Kirk are so wimpy that even if they have a couple strong pieces, it might ruin it for the whole team. That's true. That's true. They are so wimpy. I, I'm a Kirk Hammett fan. I, I, oh, I love Kirk yeah, Hammett. That's a he, passionate. That, Kirk Hammett with guitar is Luke Rota with, with deli meats. But he is so soft and feminine and sweet that he's just food for whoever. Whoever wants to eat him, got him. He's a dinner plate waiting to be eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Ridiculous. So now, who is, conversation is this? This is amazing. I love it. This That's is, great. This is real. This is where you get to the meat of yeah, people. Yeah, I got excited off that one. That's I mean, dope. Second question from Hoya. Who is the flyest, low-end hustling, king of swing, boomstick, booming, hard rock from the block? The answer is Hoya Rock. I think he's that was that was leading the witness, Your Honor. 
Hmm. So you're saying who's the flyest bass player out there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got to go with uh, Craig Satari, 100%. Baby. Oh! <laughs> Craig Satari, that said, bass sound. You Damn! said that because Hoy is listening. Yeah, we know Craig don't listen. If Craig was listening, you know I'd burn him. <laughs> <laughs> Craig don't know how to listen to the podcast. Like, you believe that? Oh, my God. So like you have to drive to his house and show, open it on his phone, and he still asks you a million questions. Are you involved in these text messages about oh, doing concrete? Unbelievable. He wants a concrete foundation for a, mail, a mailbox. <laughs> he wants to build. What? He basically wants to build something to put a mailbox on that you would put underneath, yeah. like, a, a high rise. Yeah. He wants to use, like, it's so crazy. I didn't even understand what he's talking about at first. But he's insane. But, yeah, listen, Hoya Rock is the coolest bass player out there, straight up. I mean, he got the bounce for the ounce to get the low-end hustle. He plays with one guitar player. So that's, when you're a bass player and you got just one guitar in the band. You need to be on point all the time. You need yes, to be. You, do. you need to be a rhythm guitar player and a rhythm section with the drummer. Yeah. That's what you need to do if you're at, like an evan in our band and evan's good he played i love the way he played on this new record but he's got to be with luke mm-hmm. he don't have to really you know be concerned too much with us hoya craig those type of dudes i got two jobs if you ask me yeah and ba- and singing backups yeah to make the, everything sound fuller like yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. a lot of work man i can't wait to hear this new mad ball i know i'm excited but that metallica slayer thing blowing my mind yeah, great question, man. That was fucking dope. Now, for you guys. I love that it was like in real time, though. It just came. Like, he that's just, awesome. He just put it as. Now, for you guys, if you could only have one band to listen to from now on, Slayer or Metallica, who would it be? Oh, man. I'm going to say Metallica. Ugh. I'm saying Metallica easily. The first four Metallica records to me are great records some of them in that four are masterpieces and i know it's not cool to say but listen metallica does their business and they do it right have they made a lot of crap yes so has slayer slayer's made a lot of crap and a lot of dope albums slayer stuff is just if you got to listen to one thing the melody isn't there that you would need once in a while we mentioned songs like battery and damage incorporated from that that fulfills the slayer style desire you might have right but then there's other stuff. You know what I mean? Yo, so, Metallica. I listened to uh, Ride the Lightning the other day at work. Such a oh, cool record. God, so good. I don't know. Uh, to so me, Master good. Puppets is the greatest, but Ride the Lightning is great. Kill Em All is great. And Justice for All is really cool. Yo, I listened it's to a great the, band, man. the newest one. I was really into the newest Metallica when it first came out. Yeah. I'm not, and I didn't listen to it for a couple months. Yeah. And I just listened to it last week. Still like it? It's really good. Yeah. It's good. I love that one song. I think that one song is one of the best songs. Uh, Spit Out the Spit Bone. Spit Out the Bone, I think yeah. that's one of the best songs they ever wrote. There's a really cool song about Lemmy on there. Yeah? I oh, I saw that. I saw a video for really it. Really cool song. Yeah. Great video. The thing is, they're really long, the songs. Yeah. Some of them are really long. I just, I don't care. Yeah, like, no, I don't, totally. It's great driving music. Like, yeah. you're in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're at work and you just want to, like, kind of zone out of the, the yeah. task you're doing and just, like, not think and about it. And let me it. ask you this. You're on Facebook, you guys. When you go and you watch a video, and it automatically goes to another video. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Like, something that you weren't even expecting to see. But I've been seeing so many Metallica videos of them being very nice to their fans playing like letting their fans play music with them like you know what i mean come to the studio 
playing a little mini live performances before the real live performance for a few fans. So I, you could always respect that when you see like people as big as that, you know, being nice to fans. Yeah, that's dope to see, man. And don't forget, Mahmood got a show that he booked Slayer on coming up. Dude. It's going to be part of their Slayer. last one. Slayer. Uh, who else? Chris, you want to go? Chris won't go. When, Slayer, Testament, Behemoth, and what's the other one? There's another big it's Mastodon. Band. Is it Mastodon? Oh, no well, Anthrax, me, right? No, it's not Anthrax. It's definitely not Anthrax. But let Hoyer me just, rock uh, ski, baby. Yo, great, great question, Hoyer, man. That was awesome. Thanks for for sending that. That's very. And I'm cool. glad he could ask us personally in his own authentic voice. Very cool. Oh my God, Lamb of God. Okay. Yo, Slayer, Lamb of God, Behemoth Testament, June 4th at Santander Arena wow. in Reading, Pennsylvania. I literally don't like any of those bands except for Slayer, but it's very cool. It'd be very cool Yo, to see. Yo, Behemoth is dope. Cool? Behemoth is dope. And I don't even listen to that kind of what stuff. What kind of stuff is it? It's like dressing in like crazy makeup. Does the guy No, 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 no. It's hard. It's so hard. It's crazy. It's like the hardest music ever. Huh. Uh, Let's throw him a beat. Slayer, Lamb of God, Behemoth, and Testament. That's stacked, dude. That's yeah, a really that's stacked real. lineup. Santander Arena. Santander and Redding. And beautiful June scenic Redding, Pennsylvania. This is Slayer's final tour. Man. Is that crazy? You just say, like, this is our final thing? Like, mm. remember Bane did that? Yeah. Like, to me, I was like, no, nah, I don't say that's your final thing. Like, what a, And they what toured for do three years, though, you know, but they, they hit every spot that they said they were going to hit, and then they called the raps. Good for them. That's a great way to go out, but, man, it just seems like such a sad thing to do. Yeah, yeah like, I would not. Every show would be sad. I w- if I say it, then I would never play again. Like, so I would have a hard time saying it, thinking, like, well, maybe the money would be right one day, and I'll come back around. So I keep my mouth shut, and I'll just disappear and stop playing. And you could assume it was probably my last show. <laughs> Man, rough. That's rough. Oh. I don't know. I it, I've seen Slayer. I've been lucky enough to see them a bunch of times. Yeah, me too. Uh, the coolest time was the first time at with Full Force. Oh wow! Germany, oh, yeah, yeah. two thousand two. Can't beat that. Time I saw yeah. them, and it was so dope. Yeah. It was so cool. The sky turned red. Yeah. It actually turned red, man. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Oh my great. god, man, that was crazy! I had goosebumps. I'm getting. You know, now. me and Chris got it. into the sound tower. Remember that? I do remember that. Chris was being such a pansy that tour. Oh, I'm so miserable and sad and miserable. I said, "Let's go watch Slayer. We won't, we won't be allowed on stage." Boom, we're right on stage watching Slayer. And I yeah, said, "Chris, crazy. look at that sound tower. Let's go into the sound tower and watch. We won't be able to get in." Walk right up to the sound tower, watching the whole thing from up there. It was awesome. Yo, I don't think I ever had a problem standing anywhere I wanted to stand on tour, except for when Muse was playing. Yeah, Muse stay was like locked down. And I had the dopest spot. I was like yeah. sitting on the stage, like almost with my Yo, you feet, know what? like hanging over the front. We yeah. almost did, but me and Richie tried to go see Venom, remember? And they wouldn't let us on yeah. the stage. Really? For Venom? They wouldn't let us near yeah. I would think they would want people we on had, the stage. Like, we were like, trying to flash pass, and they were like... We were playing a different stage, and so our passes were for our stage. <laughs> I think Ramstein. They didn't. Yo, how about Muse either. Live though? Muse Live was the coolest shit ever. That man. was sick. That was dope. They put out some good records. Man. They did. They man. got they like kind of... two or three really good records. Yeah. And then they kind of got a, a little too electronic. All right, that's it for the questions for today. This was cool. This was fun. Anything else you guys want to cover? I don't think so, man. Stormy Daniels tonight. You guys, this will be done by the time uh, you're hearing this, but um. And sorry for the delays. We've been recording on Sundays or, or mixing and stuff on Sundays. And usually. and I want to say thank you to Richie. You've been putting in a lot of hours up there. Chris, too. Chris, too. 
but you guys have been really putting in hours on the mixing We had part. to step up because uh, the rest of the guys aren't carrying their weight. The mixing part is the tedious part. <laughs> it is. It is. It's really and I'm boring. I'm working crazy hours at my job. And we're right literally and like, sitting, just sitting next to the engineer who's doing stuff that we can't do. And he's it has nothing to do with us muting tracks, shutting stuff off. Oh, you're not using this one. Delete. Cut, you know, cutting like his stuff that, you know, we're just there. We're there to make sure when stuff comes up that he's not aware of that we say, oh, by the way, you forgot this, you forgot. Because I'm trying to make it quick so we can have a release date when we want it. Yeah. But this record is, I mean, I think it's sounding dope. And uh, I'm really, I'm very happy with this. And I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, but that's why we haven't been doing a lot of these podcasts. Oh, real quick, before we end this. Oak and Crow Coffee Company. Mm. Oak and Crow Coffee Company. I don't drink coffee, but I like that name. Coolest package. Yeah, they really did. Yo, I gave everything to Chris because I know Chris is a coffee fan. You too. And Chris, I I know. I, oh, okay. I didn't give everything all to Chris. Right. But I gave, trying to be like the Jesus of uh, podcasting. No, I'm trying to. I I'm gave all to of the like, gifts to Chris. I, I gave, kept nothing You know, going to explode. Get so I gave, uh, but Chris, you got a dope hat. Yeah, for real. A t-shirt. I'm going to have to rock that, Some man. special Post-America Podcast blend roasts. That's awesome, man. Um, so thank you to Jacob from Oak, Oak and Crow Coffee Company. Well, let me ask you, how really does coffee that. work? There's, it's, he sent you samples of different blends? He yeah. roasts different blends of coffee. Well, he used to work for a different company. He sent me a lot of roasts over the, over the last year or two. Yeah. And uh, so now he's starting his own thing up. Oak and Crow is his cool. own thing. So he's not working for anyone anymore. Could you tell him people where to get this stuff? Uh, Man, let me see. Let me see if he's got a... Uh, Google Oak and Crow. Website. Oak and Crow. Oak, 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 Oakland Crow? We'll try to put it in the show Oak notes, and too. and Crow. So no, he doesn't have a website yet, but you can follow on Instagram and see some of his cool merch he's got. He has these dope coffee mugs. Look at this. It's like old school... Like something oh, you dope. would see that like an old farmer yeah. or something, you know what I mean, with the speckled. Uh, yeah. You know, last night I was cool. watching a Soprano episode, and it was when the crow was in the window while Chris was getting put down. Oh wow! Yeah, and he just that's on the it's cup. Lovely. That's cool. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's got yeah, he got some really cool looking merch, and he has some really delicious coffee. Cool ideas about coffee. He's like really, really into it. So it's not like um. It's, he's not a lay person. He's a pro. He's a passionate. Pro. Oak and Crow. I like a real when pro. people are passionate about the things they do. So Jacob is very yeah. passionate about coffee. And uh, thank you, buddy, for the gifts. We appreciate it. And fastbreakrecords.com. Go check out what they got to offer. Some really cool releases. Pick up the Annie Up CD. It's doing pretty good. Uh, you can get that Eating Alive. You can still get that. What do you got, Richie? You got a lot of stuff, but we just out. If you want to talk about it quick before we go. Yeah, let's We do had it. A two shows in April. Two H2O. shows in April with H2O. We're playing Boston at the Middle East. 21. On, uh, yeah, April 21st. And on 420, mm-hmm. brah, we're playing Brooklyn Bazaar, New York City at Brooklyn Bazaar with H2O on 420. And this Outing. is this is a, a reunion run for, uh, well, not reunion, anniversary run for their uh, Nothing to Prove album, which is my favorite H2O album. Yeah. Nothing to Prove is a great album. Yo, the last time we played, uh, oh, we didn't play, but we did do Boston. We did, we did the New Middle York East with City. Them. We did Philly. So, yeah, yeah. this is good. those were really fun shows, too. You know, and, think, and they were really cool, and they offered us a lot more, but they offered us Detroit, which we're going to be in. Yep. They offered us Cleveland, which we just played not too long ago. They offered us Chicago, which we're going to. Yeah. And Pittsburgh, but we couldn't just do Pittsburgh because it was a Thursday. 
We haven't been in it. So they, they were very nice to offer us that. Yeah, so thank you guys for looking out. H2O, appreciate it. And we'll be up in, uh, yeah, so New York 420, Boston on 421. I can't wait. And they're going to be in Philly with some other bands on 422. Uh, 422. Uh, at the church. Oh, man, the so church is wants the to coolest. Go to that, you know, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll record another one ASAP. And I hope you guys are excited for this new record because I think it might be one of our best. And, don't talk uh, like don't I get cocky. It. All right, <laughs> I appreciate the support. No, I've been getting a lot of people like asking questions, and I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you're excited. I am excited. I'm glad about you guys it. are enthused. Even Chris seemed a little bit excited today, and uh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, you know. No, I, I'm just excited. I want I want people to hear these songs. I want to be able to play them live. I want to know what does good, what doesn't. I want to, you know what I mean. You'll be able to play them live in about four years after you have another record out. <laughs> Nobody's going to care. Like You know how that goes. So uh, send questions, comments to postamericapodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at postamericapodcast. And um, share this with your friends. Let everybody know this is the best podcast in town. Let them know. And congrats to Zach Lopez and Wifey for having that new baby coming on the way. Awesome yeah, news. you know this. All right, we'll be back soon. Peace. We out of here. America Podcast.